The wounded child inside many males is a boy who, when he first spoke his truths, was silenced by paternal sadism, by a patriarchal world that did not want him to claim his true feelings. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is the Ironic Podcast with Josh Cobb. That was a passage from All About Love by Bell Hooks. It's a book I've been (laughs) slowly but surely reading and of course, learning about love. Um, it's an introspective book. Um, and that was a passage that inspired today's topic for the second episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Just the outpouring of support from the first the first episode, the pilot episode, was just tremendous. I appreciate you guys supporting me in my journey here. Today, we're going to be talking about vulnerability. And when I read that passage, that just sparked a lot of emotions and a lot of thoughts about about vulnerability about about men and how we're conditioned when we're young to not speak on our emotions not speak on what's bothering us not ask for help not displaying any weaknesses or any insecurities that we have within ourselves and I thought that was just that was big it's something that we we don't talk about much as black men so today I wanted to focus in on that and and really dismantle that and and talk about why why we why there's strength and vulnerability and why why there's something to learn from that. So today I have a man that I have been able to admire from a distance um, and also work with, Mally Ferguson. He's going to be on today. He's going to speak about his experiences with vulnerability, his experiences with um, growing as a man. We talk about just defining vulnerability, defining manhood, um, and then also just speaking about his journey as someone who is growing as a creative and, and kind of going from there. So this is an episode that is it's going to be on Zoom. Um, my guy, Mallory, he's actually in California right now chasing this dream. He just moved out about, I want to say, like a month ago. Mallory is somebody I've known for, for a few years now, and um, met him in passing, um, and every time we we speak, every time we get together, I just leave the conversation like, yes, like it was. It's it's always great. It, I always leave the conversation feeling good. There's always encouragement. Um, and one good thing about him um, that I really appreciate is he's he's always speaking life into people. Every time I speak to him, he's always speaking life into me and encouraging me along the way in my journey. And I and I try to reciprocate that that energy as much as possible. So without further ado. Second episode, Irenic Pod. We're going to talk about vulnerability, and I hope you guys enjoy. So, the last time I felt scared, yeah, mm, I would say, <laughs> right now, <laughs> no, right now, for real, because, um, I, I, man, I left my norm in Minneapolis, you know, man, business was booming, you know, I'm grateful to God, like business was booming with freelance and photography and man, I could have stayed, you know, I very much could have stayed and just racked up money in that sense. But honestly, I felt like God was calling me for, for more in the sense of my getting out of my comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? because it was such a comfortable life, man. I woke up, man, so many times I woke up late for shoots and then I'm waking up there, you know what I'm saying? I'm waking up like, I guess I'll go get the money, I guess. Yes. <laughs> you know? But man, I really give my 
man, full homage to God on that one for real. But uh, because right now I, I, I transition into this place where no one knows me, you know, um, I got to create a name for myself all over again and constantly battling between my thoughts of, oh, am I worthy enough? You know what I mean? And no longer questioning my work, whether or not I'm worthy, but more so just even serving this new land that I'm in. Right. And, you know, um, I just recently heard it. Man, I made up with so many sins. I recently heard a saying that like, man, like if you don't invest time and um, and just energy into people and just show them love, man, like it's not going to be well reciprocated and they won't receive you. And I and I and I, I identify with that, you know, yeah. and I feel like the same way within Minneapolis, you know. Once mm, you sow okay. that time, man, the rest is history. I love it, man. I love it. You just knocked it out the park. You said you were scared, but you seem comfortable. You seem, <laughs> you seem at ease right now, brother. But like, I, to piggyback off of that, um, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. Um, talk to me. So when you talk about fear, um, there. so I'm a big basketball fan, right? And one of the coaches for the Suns, his, his, uh, his motto this season that he's telling his players is, success is on the other side of, of fear. It's on the other side mm-hmm. of heart. Um, and that's, I heard that and I was like, whoa, I was like, that's a, that's a nugget. That's a gem. And that's really mm-hmm. what it's been like. So even for, for doing something like this, like this podcast, um, one reason, I mean, it's been a lot of reasons why I haven't watched it years prior, but one reason is literally just because of fear, just because like I'm sitting here, I got this idea. I know it's, I know it's good. I know it's great, but, um, I'm also just, you know, second guessing myself, scared of, okay, who, who's going to see it? Is it going to be mm-hmm. good? Is it, is it going to be received in the way I want it to be received? Uh, and it took me a while to get over that. It took me a while to be like, all right, bro, like, it doesn't matter, you know? And, and my goal is just, if each of these episodes touches one person, that's all that, that's all that matters, right? That's all that matters at the end of the day. And once mm-hmm. I was comfortable with that, then I was like, okay, now I can move forward. Now I can do this, do this thing. Now I can, and, and walk and lean in my purpose, you know? And it, yes. it, 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 it takes a while. It takes a while though. It takes a while. It's not, it's not easy. Um, especially like, um, they always say comparisons with Thief of Joy, right? So when you, you'll see like somebody, um, like just making it out the mud, it, it, it looks like, you know, overnight. You know how it is on mm. on social media and stuff. So Come on. just seeing just seeing stuff like that is just like, oh, um, okay. Do I got do I got that? Do I have that magic? Mm. Do I have that that fire in me? And kind of just getting over that, you know. And that's where I was at with it for a while. Uh, but yeah, working through working through your fears, working through wow. that that internal dialogue. It's tough, man. It's tough, man. You mentioned it, like, and I'm sure you know Isaiah Thomas. Um, he always talks about the slow grind. Yeah. You know? And man, like, it's really like that because you were saying it like even with the social media aspect. Like I'm sure I don't know if you got some mad younger siblings, but even my younger siblings, yeah. every time I see them, they're even bought into this celebrity life. Like, welcome to my YouTube channel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm like, how y'all learn this? You know? Like, right. but no, no, in the sense to where it always looked 
in our generation, it always looks like it has to be something that's going viral, but never that slow grind, you know? Yeah. You hitting gems right there. I appreciate it. Well, you, you touched on it for a second, but basically for the viewers uh, that don't know, this is, of course, Mallory Ferguson. Uh, actually, I'll let you introduce yourself. Give me a little bit about you. I know you, you big time. Go ahead. Just, oh, just, man. just, get, just get the people a little something, you know? Oh, man. Um, man, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm Mallory Ferguson. Um, what? Uh, just graduated from Augsburg University. And uh, yeah. this past May, um, Josh and I, we've been connected, what, about? Man, three, four times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we, we initially met in 2015, would you say so? In, yeah, uh, Cloud? My, my first year, yeah, my first year yep. of college, yep. St. Cloud, yep. And um, we initially met, you know, and we didn't hit it off right in the, in the beginning, <laughs> but definitely um, our, our paths crossed again and it was just all love and, um, and I'm grateful to be here today. Yeah, man, so going back to 2015, so basically you, your name, Mallory, you have a lot of hyphens. You have a lot of commas by, by your name. Um, and when I met you, you were doing poetry. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember, so basically the, the whole, um, the foundation of this episode is vulnerability. Um, wow. And I remember you guys, it was you and a couple other brothers, you guys came up, did a bunch of poetry. And you know how it is. Like, first off, I'm 18 at the time. I'm young. I see a couple of brothers coming up doing some poetry. I'm like, oh, they just probably just trying to get some booty after the show or something. They trying to, they trying to get good. You know how it is. That's how it <laughs> so, was. <laughs> so I, I see y'all, and I remember y'all got up, and I just remember, like, it was really raw. I remember you guys were like, um, I could tell it was like a passion at the time. And I was just like, oh, okay, that's dope. And I remember meeting you and uh, kind of like now, like this kind of like how all your business ventures go, like people just naturally gravitate towards you. Mm -hmm. um, and you have, a, you have a good spirit, man. And, and I, I saw that and I, I remember I internalized it. I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a good brother there. Um, and like you said, like we didn't, I didn't see you for years after that. Um, yeah. Um, and then recently, I, you know, I've always keep, kept tabs on you. Kept, I've always been a fan of your work. And I remember one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to shoot my shot. I shot my shot. I was like, yeah, bro, we got to get together. We got we to gotta make some magic happen. So we've been doing a couple shoots. Um, people have been coming up to me like, who's been taking your photos? Who's been doing this? I'm like, it's my guy Mallory. Like, I'm giving me a tag and everything. Like, man, this be out here doing the thing. Um, so yeah, just always been a fan of your work, always been a fan of your, your vision, your, uh, your creativity, you be doing things. I'm like, yeah. Every day I see, like I go on Instagram, I see a new shoot. I'm like, oh, okay. He over there doing his thing. But yeah, you recently moved over to, to Cali, man. How, how's that been? How's that been for you? Thank you. Thank you. It's been, it's been well. Um, and I just, I appreciate that a little bit more on yeah. that intro. But, um, with the whole photography piece, I don't know if it ever seems like I undersell it, but um, you know, as Josh just mentioned, I um, I definitely started in spoken word. That's one of my first loves, and poetry, being able to tell that story, and um, within, I always say, you know, um, 
I really do want to continue to write these stories and photography actually allows me to like pay the way for that. Yeah. And man, addition to California, just even just telling the story, telling an authentic, um, and not just this picture perfect story. Like everybody say, oh, like you say, oh, you're big time now. Like, no. Yeah. Oh, just I know. I'm well aware, yeah. Yeah, but even just taking that, um, that humble side of things. I just, in fact, I'm going to go to my notes real quick to pick up this, uh, this quote I just heard yesterday. It okay. says, humble with the creativity and grateful with the success. Mm. And I, I was watching that, uh, that Quincy Jones yesterday on Netflix. I don't know if you peeped that. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but I saw it, I hey, saw it pop up. Man. Um, and just in this season in California, I'm just putting the things into me that are feeding me, you know, as best as I can, even on the creative side, you mm. know, I, I'm going to lie. Sometimes in my life, I feel like I've overcompensated in one area and left the part out that really needed to be nurtured. And that was that creativity, a lot of it too. And that's what feeds me and fuels me. And, um, and just to be able to make people's visions come alive. Like even when we shot, like, man, my goal when working with people is to make them feel and look like their best self. Mm. And kind of too, especially as black men. For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Well and not the booty. <laughs> not the booty. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> well you you touched on it, so I guess it's a good segue. So just going for that, just always trying to make ourselves um the best that we can be. Um yeah. and obviously one of those uh pitfalls that is obviously uh told by us felt by us and also told by other people is that we're not uh, we're not open enough we're not vulnerable enough um, so just right off the top of your head like when you hear the word vulnerability vulnerability is what to you hmm. man vulnerability is impact to me it's impact because you know we want to show you know it's that idea of struggle like struggle oppression, struggle Olympics, right? We want to share the most horrid things that have happened to us to make ourselves look bigger or grandeur for the sake of people respecting us more, you know, especially in us, in our black communities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's, that's really what it means to me. And I mean, it, it helps. Vulnerability um, doesn't, like, I think we feel like it will give other people leverage, but it actually helps us. For sure, for sure. I think for me, uh, one thing that I'm finding as I as I grow, as I get older, um, and get more life experiences, that um, there's strength in vulnerability, right? Like there's yeah. there we always uh, we're always told that that makes you makes you weak as a man, mm. um, but I, I find that the more open I am with people, the more um, just transparent I am the more, obviously, the more I benefit from um, those relationships, the more intimacy I get with those relationships, whether it's friends, family, uh, a romantic partner or a stranger in the street, you know, um, you get those bonds. Um, and when we come up, we always want these, this group of best friends. We want this group of um, really good family, uh, a wife and the whole nine and kids and the whole nine. But, in order to get those relationships, in order to foster those, there has to be some type of vulnerability that comes with that. Um, and for for years, I was like, I just avoided it for years, for years. Um, 
And I realized, so they always say your relationships in your life are like mirrors. Um, so each of your relationships with your, with your family, with your friends, they're a reflection of who you are because that's who you're put. That's because that's what you're putting into those relationships. Um, and I realized that there wasn't like a couple of years ago, I realized like there's not much richness, but they're not rich. You know, there's not a lot to them. Hmm. Um, and I was just like, well, what, what can I, cause you know, it could, it's easy to say, Oh, well, cut them off. They're not, they're not good enough for me. All right, cut them off. Cause I'm just not feeling it, you know? And it's one of those things where it was like, okay, I could do that. But let me sit back and say like, all right, what am I not doing? You know, mm. and just and looking at yourself. And when I heard, when I first heard that you know, relationships are mirrors and you're like, I was like, hey, I was like, that's, that's, that's tough. So I had to look at myself and, and vulnerability is one, of those, is one of those things. And clearly it's, it's not easy. Um, for us, but I guess my 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 next question for you would be, what what makes what makes it hard? Like, why do we struggle as black men with with vulnerability in your eyes? I feel like, honestly, there's so much pressure for us to hold these ideals of toxic masculinity, you know, and this yeah. idea once we once we show emotion, it's over. You know, they have so much power over us, you know. And I think, in fact, I really think it's at best for us to be our best selves, no matter what. Like the um, the emotions we feel led and just naturally showing, you know, I think it's important that we just, we show those on the forefront, up front, instead of hiding who we really are, you know. Yeah. Um, and instead of lowering ourselves to, allow others to better feel comfortable you know right. and um that's just that's just what i have off top about you what you think um yeah like you said just for sure you touched on it uh that's a that's a that's a big key point like toxic masculinity just enforcing these ideals that really cannot be obtained um always showing how tough you are or um just whatever whatever your whatever that circle everybody unfortunately a lot of men that come up most men that come up we're groomed in that in that area of these toxic traits um you know treating women as objects or yeah um you know just any anything in in that realm that that is super detrimental to to us as ourselves and anybody and anything that we touch um, so that, I think that's what makes it hard and you have to recondition yourself. You have to relearn like how to, to navigate. Um, and it's hard. Like it's, it's, it's scary. It's sometimes you're, 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 you're hypercritical of yourself. Mm. These situations, I do this all the time. Like, I'm like, Oh, did I give too much of myself? Did I say too much? And in reality, I probably didn't say enough, you know, but it's, it's just it's putting on that that front, um, and once you peel back those layers, that's when you get like I said, your your real, your true, um, and your your best your best moments in life and your best relationships come from that. So, I really like how reflective you are in all of this, bro, for sure. Because it all, like you said, it's a mirror. It all comes back on us in the end of the day. <clears throat> for sure. For sure. I, um, 
I was so this is our this is our second episode. On my first episode, I I talked about it briefly, um, but since you brought it up, I'll kind of elaborate on it more. Um, the way I live, so I think since I started college, um, I realized that there was a lot of things in my life that I didn't understand. Right? I didn't understand like, and these are like social construct stuff. So stuff that you know that you don't learn in school. Um, so just kind of navigating that stuff. Um, so like, for example, like understanding and knowing what love is, understanding and knowing what, <clears throat> what, what your manhood is and defining that for yourself or, um, like also vulnerability, um, uh, defining and, 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 and doing a lot of things like that. So I'll, like, I'll, I'll, uh, like you say, I kind of overcompensate. I'll get to reading a whole bunch of books, podcasts, music, and tailor it towards that until I feel like I have a an understanding for what that is. Uh, so I guess since, well, let me backtrack a little bit. Since we're a podcast and we're anchored in black manhood, I want to know for someone like you, um, a creative, someone that's um, really driven, like what? how do you define manhood for yourself? Like when you look at yourself in the mirror and you measure yourself up to that, whatever ideal that you have for yourself, how do you define manhood? One of my greatest ways that I've, I've I think just singular words like honesty, you know, integrity, character, and seeking wisdom. Yeah. I in my life there's a lot of times I wasn't honest and I felt like that was due to um me seeing what everyone else was doing and wanting to mirror that to better make other people comfortable and always seeking an opportunity to just um just to create something that served others but, you know, I wasn't going anywhere, you know, and even um, like my, personally, like my dad's name, like you, you think about my name, you say that it has commas, man, my dad's yeah. name, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know, I don't even know how to put it, uh, semicolons, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> you know, and even um, not measuring my manhood up to him and what he was doing, but no one like you know, the next generation, every, every generation that's after us is called to do more, you know, and it's not more in the sense of um, just attributes and accolades, but just even in character, you know, how do you like, really, like, as Maya Angelou said, like, how you making people feel, you know, mm -hmm. how you feeling yeah. after, after they rocking with you, like, are they uplifted? Are they, you know, encouraged? Are they, um, are they feeling less than, or are they feeling more powerful, you know, and being able to pull people up and um, just show them different ways to navigate and move, you know, being able to have that provision, right. To say, you know what, not that, not simply like what I say goes, but no, we, we here for better. And we here to call each other to, we, we calling each other higher. For sure. For sure. You, you bring up your, your father, um, Tell me about that. Like how how has your how has your dad shaped what you what you think about yourself as far as like defining your manhood and, and what 
did he ever sit you down and say, hey, this is what a man is, or did it come through like little tidbits, or just tell me about your childhood in that way? Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I, I started like this as honest as I can. Like, my dad, he was a big, like, um, high school and college basketball star. You know what mm. I mean? So that obviously, like, oftentimes people would um, try and, like, just say, oh, you doing this too? Or you doing this too because of your pop? Um, yeah. But first and foremost, I'm not an athlete. We'll, we'll get that going. <laughs> it skipped the generation. I think just because it has something to do with me, it might even skip my kids and go on after that. <laughs> no, no, no. But in all seriousness, um, he, I think around maybe like 12 or 13, he just really just sat me down and just would ask me questions like, um, you know, my parents never married. And so, um, but, you know, I'm from Chicago and like every maybe three, four months, I would just spend back and forth time between, because um, my mom ended up moving to Minnesota, between Chicago and Minnesota. And I would just always like really treasure those times every time I would go with my dad because it was the only access to manhood I had. You know what I mean? And so when I went there, I always just, I always took out my pen and pad, like my mental notes, you know what I mean? And uh, it was just always a gem, whether or not it was things pertaining to how do I correlate within women? You know what I'm saying? How do I, how do I move? How do I walk? What's my swag like? You know what I mean? I got better swag. (laughs) (laughs) If he is. As do I. As do I. I feel you. I feel you. We're doing it. We're doing it. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Uh, But um, nevertheless, even just, even within faith, like, what do I believe? Even just the opportunity to, you know, um, you know, he even shared his faith with me growing up. And what that did for me was, and it wasn't like a beating my head over the book with whatever the faith basis, you know what I'm saying? It was like, okay, look, this I choose, you know what I mean? And this is how it has impacted me. And that gave me the freedom to choose. It was never just like, okay, here it is, here's, but I'm grateful to say that, you know, we do identify in the same faith of Christian, you know? And like, it. I mean, it's just another thing to connect. Um, but it was, I appreciated the opportunity to know like, and whatever it is, whatever, like we believe, we got to challenge those beliefs. You know, even the toxic masculinity, like, we got to ask ourselves, like, where did we learn this? You know, it's a lot of unlearning. I just That's went good. on a round. I, I got no, you're of, good. Yeah. You're good. We're, we're on the pod. We're, we're on the ironic pod. You can, you can share as much as you want, bro. And it's beautiful. Um, and you, you say all that. What, what would you bring? Because um, I'm assuming, you, you correct me if I'm wrong, that you plan on um, having kids in the future. Yeah. What what things did you learn from your dad that if you have a son, if you're blessed with a son, that you would carry through as far as um, teaching them about navigating this world? Like, what would you bring that you that you learned from your dad that you also passed down? Man, <clears throat> two things. <laughs> Number one. Um, you know, you win some and you lose some, but you never give up. And number two, a real man ain't a guy pursuing many women. 
and we already know you, you just a nod yeah. in your head. <laughs> yeah. Because the so uh, so you'll get a chance to see it, but our first episode we talked about that and kind of there's a real big disconnect between like growing and be trying to become a man, and mm-hmm. we a lot of people in our circles, our community, we come up when we're kind of lost. They just tell us like, oh yeah, part of becoming a man, being a man, is getting your body count up. Yeah, and uh, we. It's it's tough because it's like that that culture obviously that going back and talking masculinity like that culture is really ingrained in us um, and I don't know if you have but I know I did for a while I bought into that and I was just like all right cool well like in order for me to man be a man I gotta get when I go to this party I gotta get shorty's number you I mean, ain't gonna catch me like that yeah it's, for it's real like that. and it it got to the point where when we, in high school like. If if one of the homies didn't see like see you with a uh, with a girl in a while, it's like so. What's going on? Like, why did you get no place? And you know, sometimes like people get all super defensive. Like, oh no, I got him. Uh, I can text him right now. I can call right, right. now. Look at my call. You know, you. I'm pretty sure you've seen those conversations. So it's just like when you say that, man, that hits because it's just like mm. that. Um, that's and I think that's why we need uh we definitely need our our. Our, our our men and our in our kids' lives when when it comes up because stuff like that you can dismantle that and nip that in the bud real early. Mm. Um, but but yeah, I'm sorry, I, I would have a chance. I, I no. interrupted you. It was powerful. Yeah. <laughs> you needed yeah. to touch on that for real. Yeah, yeah. No, you you, you you hit it on the head. I don't I don't even know if I could do it justice. What you said, seriously. Because <laughs> I mean, you're right, and. Um, I mean, for me, it was uh, it was a little heavy, you know, um, school here in Minneapolis, because um, I just always had a feeling like that not many people would stay on, like we wouldn't be rocking forever, you know what I'm saying? So like yeah. even when high school, like I knew for a fact that like I knew I wouldn't see those people, like it, it's literally like I can count like three people. I'm still rocking with, and I'm sure you could feel the same as far as right. the ones with substance. But like three people, I'm still rocking with to this day, because oftentimes, you know, they made projections, like you said, like, "Oh, what you doing? Is it working down there?" Like you know, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, are, are you doing enough? You know, and so yeah. But I knew what they had to say didn't have weight. For sure. For sure. Um, I remember uh, just just having those conversations. Um, and like I said, like, just having to define my manhood for myself. And I kind of find that out through, like, through my own exploration. Like, mm. my definition of manhood has nothing to do with what a woman thinks, feels, or acts, you know, around me. Like, it has to do with the 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 fruit that I bear the yeah. the like you said like the mindset like how do people feel after they talk to you how do they feel after um the interactions like we we don't remember um like the logistics of how we met or the logistics of uh, of each of our interactions but you always remember how someone makes you feel right yeah um, and that and that and that's and that to me that that holds more weight that's more important. Um, so yeah, just just getting to that, that was uh that's 
obviously that's that's a big thing. Yeah. I know for me when, when I have my my kids, um, if I am blessed to have a son, yeah, um, yeah, that's that's for sure something that we're gonna talk about, um, mm-hmm. and uh, just making sure that yeah. you know I surround I surround my my children, my family with what kind of that that attitude. Is big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about uh, that? We uh, we uh, so. When I texted you yesterday, thank you for first off doing this kind of last minute. Um, but no I texted you last night, and I and I broke down everything like we were going to talk about, and you brought up something that was key. That was key. That and I, and I read it, and I was like, man, this dude already he already speaking, he already preaching. But you you brought up uh, circling back to vulnerability. Like one of the hardest things that you struggle with, as as do I, uh, is asking for help. Um, so just t- touch on that. Just elaborate on that a little bit more. Like, what makes that? What makes that so? Like, what makes that so challenging for you? And like, how have yeah. you been working, working past that? I think um, asking for help because not trusting people's ability to help you accomplish the task at hand. I think that is my biggest thing. Um, as far as like, Rudy Pooh work. If you get what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, and of course we have, I think we live in a society where we're like, okay, this work centered, centered grind, no stopping, what is sleep type of lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I don't know about you, but I bought into it full, like phase first, you know, but really, um, that grind centered lifestyle is unhealthy, not getting sleep man, like. That is just, it's counterproductive to health, you know? And so another great attribute of a man, in my opinion, is being able to delegate. You know what I mean? And Because I mean, if, uh, you know, with a lot of us, like we want to be a part of something. And so being able to say, hey, you know what? Like this is challenging. This task, this thing that I'm experiencing doesn't feel so good. So let me just reach out to my community. Let me reach out to the current setting that I'm in and see who can who can help me accomplish this and how can I serve them because maybe I'll say it like this um the I think a lot of the things in our lives are challenging because like we're dealing with them emotionally when we pass them on like other people are able to apply with logic and help accomplish it so much further in times mm, okay and I, I I and I love it so you, you talk about delegate. Is that is that kind of your way of of working past that and getting more comfortable with it? Like where like where are you at now with it? Like maybe like a scale of one to ten. Maybe that might be oversimplistic. But like how how do you feel now that you identified that? Like how do you feel like you are with it now? I think I'm at a solid eight with okay. it now. A solid eight. <clears throat> And that's on the good side because there are times when more, more times than not, I ask for help <clears throat> because I know how important it is to just like get it done when I first realize that it's difficult. So I'm by this airport right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. I'll wait for them to be done because they're more. Okay. They got me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but. I think of it in the same aspect of creativity. 
the more I hoard in the difficulty and hoard in the troubles that I'm facing, it isn't doing anything for me, nor is it doing anything. Well, let me rephrase that. It's not doing anything for the person I'm refusing to ask help from. Because I think oftentimes, you know, for me personally, I get that thought in my head, like, maybe I should ask for help, you know? Yeah. Maybe I should. Um, but there are times when I also have ignored that voice, like, oh, who is Buddy? You know? <laughs> who is Buddy to help me? <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. So I got a couple more questions for you. I know uh, this is, again, for the listeners, this is early in the morning. I know you got a long day ahead of you. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> so what? what is... What what is I guess well just change the gears a little bit like what's something that um, people get wrong about you like what what is it like a misconception about you um, yeah that that you say like oh that's not that's not me but you know you like people obviously think that think that about you yeah. like what what's something that people get wrong uh, get wrong about you yeah um, people think I'm just this overly nice dude you know what I'm saying who just say yes like a yes man if you will. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, um, one thing I really learned is like for like those people who's not in like my immediate, I don't want to call it circle, but um, who who's not in my immediate connections, I treat them the same way. I treat everybody the same way. Like it's just all, um, it's, it's genuine, but it's just with respect and love at, at the forefront. Like Literally, hey, how you doing? For me, we talked about it. Like when we were doing our most recent shoot, like yeah. even just the down south hospitality. Hey, how you doing? Right. And for the for for people who don't know about the Midwest tendencies, they, they don't do that. <laughs> like, At all. At even all. Just no. seeing random people in the store. Hey, how you doing? And then people from the Midwest ask me, Hey, why do you know them? Like, why are you talking to them? You don't have to know somebody to be kind to them. Sure. And so for me, it's like literally everything you give, you're going to get back every single thing. If you if you pouring out negative energy onto others because you feel like it's all about you at the end of the day, you're going to get that back. Your connections won't expand. And I've been just really thinking about just our circle of influence. How 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 much can we impact people in positive mm -hmm. ways? I think that's another thing I've been thinking about in manhood. Mm, okay. Okay. Uh, I guess by my last question for you, overall, um, it, it seems and it looks like you're in a, you're in a good place right now in your life. You're uh, you're building you're building your brand, um, and you're which I'm kind of you know a little jealous of. Like you you you're waking up and you, you get to be creative every day, um, yeah. and you get to display your talents in that way in your own expression. Um, what do you think right now? Like, what is bringing you? What is bringing you peace? What is bringing me peace? Hmm. Honestly, knowing that I'm connected to some powerful people, even like yourself, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate that. Re like really, that, and and knowing that that connection will only continue to grow based upon myself and I don't mean that in a superficial way but um, knowing that I have 
a circle of people who, of course, are pursuing great ventures in themselves, but also rooting for me as well, you know? And um, personally, like, man, I've just been waking up every single day hopeful, um, speaking against those negative thoughts that first come up in my head, mm. um, and just refuting them with more so positive affirmations. And also just, I've been doing a lot of vision boarding lately. That's, okay. man, just foreseeing the future ahead, you know? Um, mm. Yeah, there's a scripture in Habakkuk 2 and 2, write the vision and make it plain. You know, mm. being, and, I, and I, another thing my dad taught me is being able to vision, being able to expand the future, you know, just with what is given to you, what, you know, the creator has blessed us with being able to expand. Like once we write it down, it has more chances of actualizing. Love it, man. You've been, you've been dropping gems. Look, I, I, actually, I got to add one more, one more question here for you. Um, for, for other young men like ourselves in their early 20s or even older or, or people that are coming, in, coming to themselves in their teenage and boy years, what would be your, your advice as we, as we close, up, close up your life? What is your advice to them um, to just keep growing and, 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 get, and to better themselves? Like what, what do you wish that you were told um, when you were younger? Can I be mad vulnerable right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the biggest pieces of advice, and I think we just both touched on it, is really ask yourself, ask yourself deep questions about how other people see you. And I don't mean that in a way of seeking approval. But I ask that question because if you got homies who are always asking you about progressing, progressing and um, belittling women, you know what I mean? Trying to get your body count up, you know what I mean? If that is what it is going to take for them to approve of you, you have to question that relationship. How fruitful is that relationship? And also, ask yourself this question too and I think it's so important because um, I'm, I don't know about you but I have ruined a lot of connections with women because of my actions you know what I'm sure. saying I just got to keep sure. it a buck you know what I mean I'm, I'm um, right there with you yeah yeah and and I say this to say not all of those connections had to be um, not all of those connections um, had to be ruined, you know? And I think um, in our society, so I'm just waiting at the gym. So you caught me at a no. great time. Um, Good. In our society, they, there's a saying that says, men and women can't be friends without agendas. That is terrible. That is mm -hmm. trash. You can have some great, powerful conne connections, relationships with the opposite sex without agendas really be kind to the women in your life even if it's just in passing and also know that in times where you have messed up and um and just having sex with just random um women at uh, multiple numbers if if that is your story knowing that 
you're not counted out, knowing that there's still room for you. Um, it's not the end of the world, but more importantly, know that there are times that you didn't want to do it. Hold tight on that times. And even, hey, you know this too, brother. There are times when women wanted it more than you. <laughs> Am I lying? But you, you're not lying. You're preaching. Hey, you preaching. And so, men, being able to say no will not only honor her morals, but she going to look at you different. Like, man, there's something different about this guy. She going to see herself different. Because, you know, if we're honest, a lot of the times they're looking for us to lead. If you fold every single time, don't know what to say. <laughs> if you fold every single time, that should question your sense of manhood. Your ability to lead and delegate is so important. Mic drop. No, <laughs> that, no that, that for real is a mic drop. That, that is a beautiful way. That's the best way that we can end this. Um, Look, I, I appreciate your time, man. You, man, I'm grateful for you, brother. For real. Yes. Yes. You came in here. You you just, you dropped gems. You, you did everything you needed to do. Um, and, and you're flourishing, brother. Like, I just, I, I love God, the bro. fact that, that, that um, obviously you could have came in here and just gave some very surface answers and kind of, kind of tiptoed your way through it. But I, I love it. We, we, we both were, I feel like, very vulnerable on this on this talk here, and uh, I just love it, man. I, every time every time we, we talk, we link up. It's always great interactions, um, and I'm just I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you over here, um, and I, I know um, your time is coming. Whatever that looks like for you, whatever success looks like for you, I know it's coming for you, man. Man, and as of you, bro, I'm rooting for you in the highest ways possible, man. I want you to win, man. And in any way I can help serve that. Man, serve the vision that you're on, man. You know I'm here. I love it. I love it. Well, again, that's that's, that's Mallory Ferguson, man, with the Ironic Podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, and, and, until next time. Thank you. Right. Peace. Mm-hmm.